pages, 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 pages. <laughs> All right, welcome to Geeks Unleashed, episode 121. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Um, each week on Geeks Unleashed, we like to bring some geeky news, catch up on our geeky pop culture lives, as well as bring you something adapted from the comic book or gaming world. Yes, and before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Also, as we've mentioned many times, we have Ko-Fi. If you would like to uh, chuck some money in the uh, tin, we would much appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. so it helps us to run things and, uh, you know, that's all. So. Yeah, for me to go and see Mario, it cost me a total of 30 bucks. Just really? For, just for me. Yeah, because I went to a theater where I had to pay to park. Oh, wow. So, and so I paid five bucks to park. The ticket was $15. 15, so you paid $15 for the cinema ticket, and then how much to park? Five to park. So $20. And, and then it was 10. I got a small popcorn and oh, okay. a drink. Oh. <laughs> So. Oh, I never buy food or drink at cinema. <laughs> I, always, I always get stuff from the shop before yeah. I go. Well, like... it was it was close to dinner time, and I was like, by the time I get out of here, like it'll be past my dinner time. So, oh no, like yeah. so yeah. When I went the other day, we went early. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, we didn't go early. We went, we went at one in the afternoon. But anyway, I had to go to the shop beforehand, and I bought um, a couple of drinks and. Um, for all of us okay do you have to sneak them in or do they let you take them in so do you know what for years i always would sneak them in Uh i would always sneak them in but then i read somewhere that apparently they can't stop you from taking your own stuff in so now i just walk in with your drinks well i don't hold the like the bottle in my hand yeah but like you know i walked in the other day just holding the plastic bag from the shop yeah and no one said anything so interesting okay so like when so now I'm in Texas, right? But when I lived in California, I worked for an AMC theater in California. And they their policy was, we don't like to tell people no. So they let you bring in anything you wanted. And so whenever on my off days, if I would go to the movies, I would stop at the Chipotle next door and take my entire like Chipotle order with me into the movie theater because like they didn't care if you brought food in. That wasn't always the case here. Like, I still sneak like bottles of water in my purse. <laughs> I, I remember once I was really hungry, like you just said, and I thought you couldn't do it. So I went to Burger King next door, bought uh-huh. a whole Burger King, and like put it all into my bag. Like, I had a rucksack like from work. Yeah. So I thought, well, they can't tell me to not bring my rucksack in, and they're clearly not going to search it. But I didn't want to go yeah. in like with the Burger King and. It's mainly like the drink. I was like, so how do I sneak the drink in? So I was yeah. like, I put the drink like inside my coat because I was like uh-huh. so worried that I was going to get told off. Like this was quite a few years ago. Now I would just walk in holding the drink. Like, <laughs> so, uh, and if they said anything, I'd be like, and what? Like, yeah. So, um, and? And yeah. But no, but I, yeah, I read an article ages ago that cinema chains don't, won't stop you. So I was like, oh, after I read that, after I read that, I was like, okay, well, and and do you know what? No one says a single thing to me about yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, I huh. don't take the mick and walk in with like a whole pizza hut or anything. Yeah, I, I usually like I <sighs> usually go on the weekends and I go to the first showing. It doesn't save me any money. Like the ticket is still fifteen dollars if I go at ten a.m. or if I go after work. Um, so I usually, but like if I go in the morning, then I usually just go 
and come out and it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't worry about food and all that stuff. Or mm -hmm. if I'm making it like a thing, then I yeah. will pick a theater that serves food. So like, then we can go and like order beer and then have like actual food in the theater. So no, we I, do that I, a lot. So I've paid, so I, so I think I told you about two weeks ago, I signed up for. Oh yeah. You uh, know, I might have to, I might have to get that. Fifteen ninety nine a month for as many cinema tickets as you want. Um, and I can't remember now if I've done, I've done two anyway, like Mario mm -hmm. and I've done Shazam. I think that might be it. I think that might be all I've done so far, but literally considering it's 10 pound a ticket or yeah. 11 pound a ticket, I've, I've definitely saved money already. Yeah. Um, and I do want to go and see John Wick four, which I'm hoping to go and see in the next week or so. So then yeah. that'll be another one. So that'll be like three cinema tickets. So if three cinema Yeah, tickets but then you've got the Marvels later this year. You've got Into the Spider-Verse. You've got, I mean, there's so much other stuff that I also want to oh, see. There's, there's this load, there's yeah. load, oh, there's loads coming out this year. You know, I so. might have to do that. I totally forgot about that thing. And they had an advertisement like before the movie started. And they were like, for us, it's, well, this particular theater chain, it's like 22 bucks a month. And it's like, well, shit, if I just, well, if it's 22 that's bucks two movies, like two movies and it pays for itself every month. I guess if you look ahead and if you think of at least if it's at least three movies a month. Um, but then I guess there's probably could be some films that you're like on the fence about. But if you're like, well, actually, I'm only paying for this 22 quid a month right. anyway. Yeah. So I may as well go. I may as well yeah. go because it's already in my if it's like, oh, I'm not going to pay for it individually, but actually I'm paying this monthly fee. Yeah. So I am tempted like to go and rewatch Scream. Uh, mm -hmm. so uh because I, I i'd go on my own and i think because of this so i went and saw shazam on my own mm -hmm. i don't i don't normally go on my own but i couldn't be bothered go by myself. No, i couldn't be bothered to ask anyone um because i i'd heard people didn't love weren't weren't enjoying it but although i liked it as we said but yeah. I, I was like i can't bother with the whole looking around for someone to go with yeah and actually i went and booked like an early show in like 5 or 6 p.m and do you know i booked a single seat and it happened to be that there was all people either side of me i just walked in sat down and, and I, I was actually late as well so i walked in and probably saw like one trailer and this film started yeah and, and for me it was like no one bad an eyelid that i was on my own or anything like that yeah no one more. cares no well, one the, the whole thing was packed anyway so yeah um no one cares so, like I I never nobody ever like looks at me twice and I literally go to the movies by myself 99% of the time. Yeah, I I saw Scream with a friend. Um I and I'd say the same guy I saw the previous Scream with and so he 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 was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go." He's like, "It was fun." Like he I don't think he'd seen the previous Screams, but he was oh. like, "No, no, no." But he said he'd come along and he went to the last one with me. And then I said to him, "Did you want to come again?" He went, "Yeah." He's like, "I really enjoyed it." He's like, "Look, you went, look, it's not the best film in the world, but well, yeah, but I mean, like in in you know, it's I don't know in within the franchise, Scream Five was really good, and I have heard great things about this one. I have not seen it yet, but I want to. Oh, well, when you do your twenty-two dollars a month, I know, can, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe when you come back from your holiday, it's probably not worth doing it now. Maybe sign up. For yeah, June. definitely. So, I definitely although, hit when June hits. I think I might go ahead and consider that. When does Scream come out digitally? Um, it should be out by then. I, I, was can, say, I can just like, rent it on like Amazon. And, uh, well, yeah, but I gotta watch I it during the day. <laughs> it's not that bad. I gotta watch uh, it during the day. I can't can't be watching that shit at night, man. It freaks me out. <laughs> 
Oh, I was just going to type it in. Oh, okay. It says um, it's going to be on Paramount Plus uh, on May 2nd. Oh, okay. Cool. So do you have Paramount Plus or not? Nope. Have you ever had Paramount Plus? No. Oh, okay. Well, they do normally a seven-day trial, so you could uh, do that and then cancel. So. I could watch that and <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> You've seen Top Gun, though. Like... I know, but I could rewatch Top Gun. It was so good. Um. Anyway, do you like, so we'll, we'll obviously stop right, the chit chat so, and yeah. we're going to jump into some news. Like we haven't covered news for a while because it hasn't really been anything really worth talking about, but, yeah, but we got suddenly within the last, in the last few days, they just dropped a whole load of stuff on us. Yeah. So, so we're going to kick it off with the Marvel's trailer. We finally got a Marvel's trailer that shows us, because uh, everybody, I think we were all a bit nervous when it got pushed back because it was supposed to be a summer film, a summer release, and it got pushed back to November. So we'll go ahead and hop right to that. So for those of you watching, you'll see the trailer with us. For those of you listening, you'll get to hear the trailer for the marbles. All right. Can you see the screen this time? I can see it. I just can't hear it. Can you hear it now? Captain Rambo? What the hell are you doing? Entering no, you still can't hear anything? Perimeter. I'm going to get you some readings, Fury. Hello? Hello? Where's Captain Rambo? What the? Hi. We're looking for Kamala Khan. <laughs> okay, so our powers are entangled. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I could totally show you. No! No! Not again! Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you were. It does look really cool. It looks really cool. All right. We were having some technical difficulties. So we don't. We're not going to play the trailer. Yeah, we don't have the trailer, but we talk about the trailer because it was just so entertaining. And like, I, I love that it literally picks up exactly where uh, Miss Marvel left off. I really enjoyed that show. Um, so uh, uh, I'm super uh, excited about this film. Like I didn't really like I, I I don't know. I was feeling very like eh about it before, but now that I've seen the trailer, like I'm excited. We talked about this before, where like you can pick up a movie. Yeah, you know, we talked about with DC and Marvel, where you can pick up some movies and you don't need to be aware of the wider world, like right. the Shazams and the Black Adams and stuff like that. You know, although they have little tributes or Easter eggs, like this film, you cannot watch it like without watching. Uh, was it Miss Marvel, 
yeah. Wonder Wonder Vision, and, um, uh, uh, and Captain and, Marvel. Uh, well, yeah, Captain Marvel, but also like Nick Fury, for instance, was it in the second Spider-Man film that they said he was in in space, mm-hmm. where he still clearly is in space, uh, and even in the third. Spider-Man film, they say, you know, Nick Fury's off-world. And he's like, Peter yeah. Parker was like, what? Because obviously he didn't realise <laughs> he'd been dealing with a scroll for the whole previous movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, like, this picks up off of so many other things. Yeah. Um, it is definitely yeah. a continuation. It is not at all a standalone. Uh, and um, But I love the fact that how well we've got, you know, Captain Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've obviously got Captain Marvel. And we've got Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. and somehow all their powers are now linked. Yeah. So some weird event happens, and they all keep every time they go to use their powers, they keep swapping over with each other. Yep. Which is quite, which is quite cool. And um, I love the bond, and it seems like it's going to be quite funny. And yeah. And they seem to make Captain Marvel slightly more humorous, rather than the last film. She was very much alien and yeah. serious, and in the Avengers, still quite serious, but. Mm-hmm. It seems that she's they maybe reworked her character a little bit because I know not everybody has been in, as keen on the Captain Marvel character as a uh, you know as other characters, but so it seems that they've made her a little bit more likable. Yeah. I'll be honest. Well, with you, I think I Kamala's never... going to balance everybody out because she's just so like young and energetic. Like she, it doesn't matter. Like obviously what's happening. Like she's just very much like holy crap! I can't believe I'm here with you guys. Like this is amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love that. There's a bit of it where she goes, "Oh, so we're a team," and they both snapped her. We're not no, a team. No, not a team. Like, but they clearly are a team. Yeah. Like, so, and by the end of it, they clearly will be. I'd love to know what. I, I know we have to watch the film, and we have to wait quite a while, like November. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact. Well, I'm hoping that there'll be a follow-on from this already. So, yeah. fingers uh, crossed. Let's be fingers honest. Crossed. It's all going to be to do with money. So well, it does yeah. well. If it does well, there will definitely be a third one. And well, when was the last time we had a Marvel film not do well, though? Uh, the Eternals. The Eternals. <laughs> Even still, the Eternals still made it a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I think they make money, but not always necessarily a well received. Always, like, yeah. So the Eternals, I think, was the most bombed in terms of reviews but financially did really well yeah um i know the latest ant-man one hasn't done as well as they would have liked um so i don't know but... i enjoyed that one though and know, the eternals like i eh, it was very hmm. meh I, I i just but i don't think that that was like uh, anyway that's a whole other, we we talked about that already you can go back yeah, and listen to our episode yeah. on the eternals but i'm super excited about the marvels i was not before now that i have seen the trailer i am very excited to see what happens um i've watched plus, the trailer two or three times and one yeah. of the things i love about it was the music it was oh, intergalactic yeah. by the beast boys <laughs> like like well you reminded me but yeah it was i thought that music went really well with the trailer so. yeah and with with um, all their personalities i just i i'm i'm excited now looking forward to it so all right yeah. that's well that's my second one. I'm definitely still looking forward to. I think uh, I think I think the two yeah. So the three films I've got left to look forward to this year, comic book wise, uh, is this the Marvels is the Spider Verse movie, and whilst I'm not necessarily a fan of the actor, the Flash movie is. Yeah. I think the Flash movie is going to be brilliant, and it's not because of him. It's because of what they're doing and yeah. bringing bringing back 
Michael Keaton. So, yeah. but this movie, this trailer, sorry, the Marvels, it just looks fantastic. So. Yeah, and it just looks so fun. Like, I love that we get, like, lighter stuff. Like, we've already had all the heavy stuff with the Infinity Saga, Ben. now it's like, all right, now we get some some light, funny stuff. So I think it really kind of follows on well after Ant-Man, because Ant-Man is also, like, the comic relief in, in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I feel like since um, the latest <laughs> Spider-Man film not all of the marvel stuff has been great it's been mm-hmm. kind of middling so i think they probably put out too much so well i think they acknowledge that too yeah, so yeah, maybe did, by yeah. them slowing it down it's gonna help everybody yeah. out like it'll help audiences out it'll help them out yeah yeah i think they need to maybe stick to two tv shows a year two two movies a year just keep it at that so. well they're behind so far we're supposed to be getting a loki series sometime this summer i mean technically we're still in spring but there has been no word whatsoever on this loki series the second the second yeah. season of loki so yeah like, like you said though they acknowledge that they put out too much i think they realize their quality dipped i mean it massively dipped yeah i think they just overcompensated so. uh for covid and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, okay, don't don't just like throw the whole damn bucket at people. <laughs> Get, <laughs> relax. Yeah. So, and uh, talking of people throwing the whole bucket, HBO. So, I, I uh, at, HBO. Know, uh, like, are, is it just? Is there ever going to be a point where there's no drama at HBO? Well, like, it just, uh, it's always something with them, right? So, there's been a lot of news back and forth about how they've been trying to leverage um, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson to come back and do a eight film, The Cursed Child. And their leverage was, you know, if you're not going to do, the, sorry, you know, this is obviously a lot of speculation, you know, in this. Their leverage was, if you look, if you don't come back, do it, we're going to do a TV show. And it, it would seem that they're not going to do it. So, good for them. Would, They've announced that there will be a TV, uh, sorry, a TV series of Harry Potter on HBO Max, which is going to be seven seasons, one season per book. Um, completely unnecessary, in my opinion. But there we go. So I it's just, the way. Why are you remaking the film? Like I don't. It, I, hmm. It's a perfect franchise as it is. Why remake it? You know, yeah. you've already got your Fantastic Beasts, which is a you know a prequel to that movie franchise, right? And uh, so why not? do the cursed child but with older actors because it's meant to be yeah, as exactly. adults anyway like i know i know that they got daniel radcliffe and emma watson and um rupert uh, Grant. to come back and play older versions in the final scene but no one will care like no if, if, recast, if they recast. went and did the cursed child no one is going to throw a hissy fit if they recast everyone to be yeah. in the cursed child like yeah that that would make the most amount of sense plus you're giving a whole new cast a new opportunity to jump into this world mm-hmm. and instead of following in the footsteps of someone else like you get give people the opportunity to play something different so to speak since cursed child all takes place and it's about their kids like so i that i don't know that just i don't it doesn't make sense to me that they would redo the books already like mm-hmm. especially when harry potter is still so massively popular like you you guys are doing what spider-man did like we don't need a new spider-man franchise every six years I mean, if they're going to do this TV series, they could have waited for a whole generation. Like, they could have waited, you know... Another 15 years. Yeah, well, I think when the first Harry Potter came out, I think I was, like, 20, 21, so roughly 20-ish years ago. And they were obviously on the Fantastic Beasts, which is a prequel. So roughly over the last 20 years, we've had that version of, you know, that cinematic 
cinematic universe mm-hmm. version of all those events. I would be more than happy if they waited another 20 years before they did a reboot. So they yeah. should have done they should have done the cursed child, followed that on. Right. Let and let things go. But the child obviously it's it's what it always is. It's money, isn't it? So um but but the cursed yeah. child, you still that still would have been a good story to tell over an extended period of time. Like that would be a really good TV series because there's so much time difference and back and forth and like mm. the, I that just the fact that they're redoing the books that makes no sense to me. Like that just screams money grab. Oh, completely money grab. Like it's gonna. I look. I I assume it'll probably be done well um yeah they'll, pro- they'll probably do game of thrones-esque style tv show uh well old- no no not 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 in terms of gore or okay you know, that stuff. no no what i mean is in terms of quality like, okay yeah I, budget sure. like a game of thrones yeah, yeah, budget yeah, yes yeah, yeah game of thrones budget yeah not not game no not game of thrones yeah. anything else <laughs> what the hell kind of hogwarts <laughs> is this mark <laughs> <laughs> Like, I meant like budget wise. I think you'll see like high. I think you'll see high level. I don't think it's going to be like Amazon's Lord of the Rings. I think it's going to be very much like I say, Game of Thrones budget, mm. and it's going to probably look really high quality. I'm not. I'm. I think HBO Max will throw everything at this. Yeah. Because they what they want people to be signed up to this app. Like that's what it's all about, isn't it? They want. Yeah. They they want the numbers on the app, don't they? So. By the way, HBO did. announced that they are no longer going to be calling themselves HBO Max. It's just going to be Max oh, by the okay. by the end of the year. Okay. Well, they they want the <laughs> they want the subscribers, don't they? But yeah. I mean, I guess you have to just keep getting into a deficit to keep getting those. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, you have to you have to have a plan. And like, if you if you look at Disney Plus for an example, like Disney Plus when it started, they knew that their streaming platform would not be profitable. For the first five years, they knew that. They knew that when they started it. They knew that when they did all of the content for it. They knew that it wasn't going to turn a profit for some time, but they still kept putting their money into it. Whereas it's like, I feel like HBO, they all sat down in a room at a at a board table and they were like, we're HBO. We're just going to make money like that. Like everybody's going to know exactly who we are and we don't have to do any work. And it's like, that's not how... That is not how this works, HBO. Oh, they, oh, they were clever as well, like Disney Plus. They um, sort of what Disney before they created Disney Plus, they knew they didn't have enough of their own content mm-hmm. out of an adult level um, because obviously Disney had been predominantly a family yes. orientated, uh, what you know, company. <clears throat> so they went and bought Fox because they knew that Fox had crap load of entertainment and so mm-hmm. they bought all all of you know the Simpsons, everything, everything that went you know, Aliens, Predator everything that went along with it and they were going to have to change their models slightly to fit. So they did. And then when they opened up initially, Disney plus actually had no original content. Like when you first subscribed to it, of course. Yeah. This is kind of, this is kind of dull. It's like, this. but they, they asked people to be patient with them. They, they laid out, we don't have it now, but here is what we're projecting for the next year. Like within a year, you can expect to see this, this, and this, right? Like WandaVision was the first thing that we got in the Marvel realm on Disney Plus. And it turned out to be like a huge hit for them, right? Like they told you upfront, we're we're doing this streaming service. We don't have anything new yet, but it's coming. And here's when you can expect it. Whereas with HBO, they're like, oh, well, everybody and their mom has a streaming service. So we should just do one too. Like I just... Like there's no, it it just doesn't feel like the organization is there. 
No. Uh, one more thing I'll say and then we'll move on. But uh, <laughs> I've seen this meme. Like, do you remember um, Captain Planet? Yes. So, you know, like when our powers combine, like, da, da, yes. da, da, whatever. I've seen this meme of like all the different ring holders. Like, mm-hmm. one, one says HBO, one says Disney Plus, whatever. Like, one says Amazon, one says Paramount Plus. And they're like, when our, when our services combine, we are the same price as cable. Uh, yes, like, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my... the thing, right? Like, people pay, like, that was the whole problem like oh my cable bill is 180 dollars a month okay yeah but like if you get netflix and disney plus and you know paramount and apple and all like you're gonna still come out at 180 bucks a month but now you just have 17 different things you have to log into in the end they're gonna have to all just team up and you'll just have one app again somebody's gonna find a way to make that work it's coming and it would be hella funny if they called it cable 2.0 2.0 in the end it's going to be like look i'm not paying for all of you guys yeah. you guys are just going to have to go and talk to each other yeah. and figure it out because i'm not paying for and i'm not i know it's the truth i'm not even paying for it now like i i actually cancelled disney um oh so like at some, no at some point i'll probably resubscribe or whatever but yeah i realized that nobody in the house is watching it so i was yeah. like why am i paying why am i paying for this so you guys are busy uh, playing games lately well Probably that. Um, but also, mainly it's Netflix just seems to be used. So, and yeah. Amazon. So, well, Amazon, not even that much, but Amazon, you get the free postage. So, yeah. Uh, that's literally the main reason why people yep. have Prime. Um, so, but I don't, people don't even watch it. If there was a cheaper option for Prime where I could just have the free postage, I would do that because I don't even think we'd really watch Prime that much. Netflix yeah. does tend to be used more or just my own collection of like mm-hmm. like blu-rays or whatever so uh, or just normal tv so we yeah. still have normal tv so um all the cinema yeah so, lately uh uh anyway harry potter tv show in summary what's the stupid point idea yeah just leave it what is just, the point but i i'd be more like i say in summary i'd be more than happy if 20 years from now they wanted to relaunch it fair enough like um or do you know what I think they'll do? They'll do this TV series, and I think they'll still do the Cursed Child, but they'll leave it a few years and just get in some new actors because they'll they'll still want to make the Cursed Child as a film because they'll still want the money. So of course, you'll get, this, you'll get this TV show. They just obviously throwing their toys out of the pram. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, they won't come back because they're quite big names. So they're like, okay, we'll make a TV show then. <laughs> and, uh, let's be honest, they're probably going to make this TV show anyway, so because they they want the cash. Yeah, but again, it could have come like in another ten years. Didn't have to be. It didn't have to be now. Well, yeah. So, um, right. So the last sort of big news was uh, Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. So well, lots of Star Wars news at the event Star- that they had. Yeah, there was a lot of Star Wars news. I won't go through it all. Just kind of bullet point it. So Daisy Ridley is going to return as ray in a new trilogy of movies it'll be directed by shaman obeyed sinoy i think uh i think that's how you pronounce that name anyway so this is going to be set 15 years after the last movie and she's going to be creating a new jedi order i don't know that much more about it i don't think they've really said that much more about it however it, their project is aiming for a december 2025 release date so oh that's not, not that far off no, no, it's not that far away. That means they're so, going to have to start production this year. Um, <clears throat> I would like to think that 
there'd be hopefully some lessons learned and hopefully we'll have a better structured trilogy one director hopefully so fingers crossed um, if if they can nail the villain they'll be fine that's been the problem with the subsequent films like you have to have a good villain to hold up a trilogy doesn't matter how great the hero is you need a good villain i think also you just need one one vision one leadership mm-hmm. so yeah one kind of writer's room one one i know not necessarily i know movies tend to be written by one or two people but you need to just have yeah clear voices throughout yeah so and also like don't cave to fan pressure because you know some of these star wars fans are extreme in in their love of the franchise but they don't run it and you as the people in charge need to understand that i think well the the last trilogy it was like we had the force awakens which was actually a solid film then you had the second film which ignored ignored all of the first film (laughs) and then you had the third film which actually ignored all of the second film but acknowledged the first film and it was like what is going on yeah that the the two hands they need to talk to each other y'all 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 need to be friends it's like they let somebody from HBO come over and run Star Wars. They might have. Yeah, they might have. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. Just someone so. bringing the chaos. <laughs> okay. Let's, we just print money because it's Star Wars. There's yeah. People, uh-huh. That's the same thing with Harry that, Potter. <laughs> people, people, yeah, people will just lap it up. Anyway, so they, uh, they've also announced uh, another film. So it's going to be, uh, it will focus on the first Jedi to ever exist. It's going to be directed by James Mangold. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know that much about Star Wars lore. I'm not mm-hmm. massively in Star Wars. I enjoy all of the content that's put out. I'll watch it, but I'm, I'm I, you know, I don't read yeah. all the books. But you're not about like, to sit up on someone's comments and like argue over a thousand years of Jedi history. <laughs> I don't know much about the Old Republic and all the rest of it. But anyway, so it's apparently going to be taking place before the Old Republic. Um, Etc. So I, I look. I don't know that much more about it. You can read online, I'm sure, and dig deep and get really into the nitty gritty of it all. But it sounds quite cool. The first Jedi. What What I think appeals to me more about this is that there'll be no Skywalkers. So, and it'd be like it'd be new, be like new characters, but it'd be Jedi's. So mm-hmm. okay. I mean, maybe you might see a Yoda or something like, but it it would be. That's a bit like what we've got with House of Dragon, you know, House of Dragon mm-hmm. is a Game of Thrones property, yeah. which has got a lot. But of you had the names; you still had Targaryens in that one. Yeah, I mean, you might see, may, yeah, maybe they might. I don't know if they'll throw in a Skywalker because we didn't get those till the prequels, so I don't know. Like I say, but they might throw in other names that maybe we're aware of. So, not not Skywalkers, but other names. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I say, I'm not a Star Wars aficionado or anything like that i'm not like dressing up in robes and lightsabers and and, uh, yeah i don't even own a lightsaber so uh anyway coming over to the mando verse as a as it seems to have been nicknamed so we've got several mando shows now we've got (laughs) the mandalorian yes uh we've got the book of boba fett Mm -hmm. um what's that new one they've just announced as well the soka Ahsoka as well and mm-hmm. apparently they're all going to build up to uh you know an Avengers Endgame type movie and Mando is going to be like a Mandoverse TV movie on Disney Plus so interesting um it's gonna what they've said is the movie will be um focused on 
uh, the war between uh, the Imperial Remnant and the fledgling New Republic. So uh, no further information available on that as well. So, Well, I mean, I think that they have done well with what they've done with the Mandalorian and the like the orbit of other shows that go around that. So I'd be interested to see like, and I've been happy with the, like the film TV films that Disney plus has been putting out. Like we really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh werewolf by night. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, I, 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 to be honest, I haven't watched any animated stuff, but they said there's going to be a second season of tales of the Jedi, which is an animated anthology. Um, expected a 2024 release. Uh, there's going to be a bad batch season three. Um, the final season will, yeah, so it's, oh, it's meant to be, yeah, so it's just season two only just finished. Um, and it's potentially could land in 2024. So, um, yeah, all of these of dates it, really. sound very ambitious, especially when they're behind on all the other content we're supposed to be getting for 2023. Mm-hmm. So, from, from all of that, is there anything particularly that you're excited about? Um, not really. I've kind of fallen behind. I, I've only watched the first season of uh, The Mandalorian. I haven't seen any of the other ones. So I'm very, very out of date on the Star Wars side of Disney+. Plus. You could whack it all on your phone or your tablet. If you, well, I know you don't have a tablet, no. but if you, <laughs> when, you go, when you go on your plane, when your plane trip, you could bring it with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this time, thankfully, I'm not going too far. So I think my longest longest leg is only nine hours, which is... About half the time of my normal long flights. So, well, no, but I mean, nine hours, you could do the whole of season two. So, that's only eight episodes. I I can't remember now. Well, they're not normally that long, are they? No, they, yeah, they're like 45 minutes or so. So, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll consider it. I'll consider yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, I have seen all of season two of The Mandalorian. I haven't started season three, which I know is due to finish because I actually haven't finished the Book of Boba Fett yet. And I haven't even watched Andor. So, oh, Andor. All... I've heard amazing things about Andor. Yeah. So, why I was hoping to do all of that whilst I've been off the last few weeks, but I haven't. Uh, I vacation have, I... gets in the way. I know. Well, I have, well, when I have been having time, uh, I've been watching, I've been trying to catch up on. Uh, the Flash, the CW Flash. So, oh, yeah. So you can watch the final, final season. Yeah, yeah. So I can watch the final season, which obviously I haven't watched yet either. So, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you now, I because I've forgotten the actual. You know, I was really uh, bummed. Grant Gustin came out and said that uh, he is not in the film, and I was yeah, like, yeah. way to ruin that for all of us. Thank you. You could have just held on to that, sir. I'm almost I've almost finished season seven. So I've got one episode to go for season seven and then season seven's done. Uh, unfortunately, season eight is 20 episodes. Somehow I've got to try and do all of that. And season nine it has got four weeks left to go. So I've somehow So got are do... you really trying to watch all of this so that you don't get spoiled? Yeah, basically. So good luck, I, sir. <laughs> like I've got so I've got well, I mean, if I've got 21 episodes or what, 20, 20 episodes of season eight, one episode of season nine, and then obviously then I've somehow got to do at the moment eight episodes of season. So, yeah, I've roughly got 30 episodes of The Flash to watch in the next four weeks. So, all right. All right. Have fun. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, you'll have some time in May, too. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. So, yeah. 
uh anyway uh yeah star wars of, of that i i think uh whilst i've got a lot of catching up to do of that stuff i've heard sounds pretty cool is the fact the ray trilogy i think will be pretty cool like mm. the fact they have it the fact that she actually is coming back and you know we'll get a chance to delve more into her background hopefully mm-hmm. with obviously the revelation of her origin which was only found out at the end of the last movie so to find out what she did with the fact that she took the scar walker name even despite her her personal baggage and her personal history which they sort of they hung over the mystery of who her parentage was for that previous trilogy mm-hmm. and then obviously we get the origin of that right so we get the answer to all that right at the very end so you don't really get much time to find out what she had to do with that so i'm hoping that then i I don't want to spend you know a trilogy going over that but hopefully in the first movie we'll get to find out how she dealt with that that's quite a big thing to learn that you're sort of the daughter of one of the biggest villains in the whole star wars franchise that's pretty pretty big yeah pretty big news though isn't it well i guess it's a bit like it's a bit like scream isn't it where they found out that they're the daughter of um, the original killer. Oh, Billy, yeah, yeah, Billy. You know, that's it's yeah, Billy. Obviously, is the one who started the whole thing. So, yeah. to find out that you're the child of one of the biggest villains in a franchise, like, and what you do, yeah, in a way, Scream and Star Wars have done something very similar. So, oh my gosh, we should totally have an episode about that. <laughs> well, when you watch it, maybe we will. So, I know. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, uh, anyway. Maybe I'll get lucky and it'll be on my flight, and I can watch it yeah. on flight. Yeah, that would be good actually. I wonder if it is. You can Google ahead and see what's on your flight. Oh yeah, I should check. I'll yeah, check. I always do. I always check on flights to see what's on the flight. Like so. Uh, anyway, we'll stop talking about news, and you're gonna recap. Ah, <sighs> here we go. So last week we did the 1993 film Super Mario Brothers the movie, um, which still like cult classic. It bombed in theaters. It did not make its money back it was panned by the critics it was even panned by the fans like it was just an all-around failure but like as a kid watching that movie in 1993 i flipping loved it uh so that film we still get our brooklyn plumbers that get sucked into this alternate universe and then they have to go and save a princess and they got to fight koopas and it's just it's a lot of the same honestly like when i was watching this new mario film i was like huh they didn't really deviate that far from the movie that we got in 93. Uh, There were quite a few plot points that remained the same. So just to remind you of where we got this from. So Nintendo, the 1983, the arcade game of the Super Mario Brothers was the first iteration of this from Nintendo. Uh, It was designed by Shigeru Miyamoto and Junpei Yokoi. And got some fun facts later about Shigeru Miyamoto and how this particular film came to be. But before we get there, let's introduce you to Super Mario Brothers movie. So the Super Mario Brothers 2023, uh, it was written by Matthew uh, Fogel, directed by Aaron Horoth and Michael uh, Yelenik. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, so, right. Anyway, it's based off Super Mario Brothers uh, by Nintendo. It stars Chris Pratt, Anna, oh no, I'm sorry, Anya Taylor Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan Michael Keyes, Seth Rogen, and Fred Armisen. 
I did debut fairly recently. It came out on the 5th of April 2023. It has a running time of 92 minutes. It has a budget of $100 million. That's so, lower than I thought it would be. I know, a lot lower than I thought it would be as yeah, well. Yeah, I thought this was that. a $200 million movie. I wonder if, not that I know, just a complete guess here, I wonder <clears> if they um, uh, linked some of their salaries <clears> to, profit, to profit rather than upfront. For a franchise like this, I would. Yeah. I would take less money up front for the royalties on the back end. 100%. So I think probably of that cast, Chris Pratt probably took the biggest salary. Jack Black probably the second biggest salary. Anna Taylor Joy, Anya Anya Taylor Joy, maybe then her. So, but then the rest of them are not as big. Yeah. So, Right, anyway, so far, box office has taken $434.5 million at the time of recording, which is the 14th uh, of April. So, that means we're getting a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. before actually, before we go any further, I've seen so many, like, fake screenshot things. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, you know, so when Marvel do their Hall H... Um, uh-huh. You know when they show their their timelines, you know phase one, phase five, whatever, yeah. and they show they show the timeline of all the movies and the TV shows that are coming out. I've seen so many fake ones of Super Mario Brothers, Super <laughs> Mario Brothers Two, Kirby, um, you know Donkey Kong, you know all this kind of stuff, and then leading up to the the end game style movie, which is uh, Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, you know a, a sort of yes, like, uh, and. Honestly, they would be missing a trick if they didn't start doing a shared universe off the back. Man, of so. if we eventually, like in the next five or six years, get a Super Smash Brothers, come on, man. That that just brings in so, so many different characters, like from all over the video game universe. I just think that would be hilarious. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Like those people that have been doing that, Disney will probably be thinking something similar. Sorry, Disney. Sorry, Nintendo probably mm-hmm. thinking something similar. Like the <clears throat> yeah, the money this has generated, four hundred, you know, within two weeks. Two weeks. Four hundred million. This this thing is gonna I think it's gonna creep up pretty close to the billion dollars. I think if you could think about it as well, like how much merchandise. Oh well. my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to see what kind of numbers, like what kind of boost in numbers Nintendo has had. Also affects on probably how many ga- the gaming sales. I'd love to see what the title mm-hmm. links on gaming sales has been. That would definitely have got, they would have sold games off the back of this. Yes. You know, they're not going to have sold maybe that many. Like yeah. They're not going to have sold $300 million dollars worth of games. But you know, even if they saw a $100 million increase over, mm-hmm. the, over the last few weeks or whatever, and, and not including merchandise or that's another off the effect of that like and obviously behind me there which i showed last week i bought the mario yeah you you the, bought into the merchandise machine 23 pounds that was yeah uh, uh, like that's a crazy <clears throat> amount of money uh, some of those the some of the prices as well for some some of the tiny tiniest like the princess peach motorbike i think it was like i can't remember how much it was now it's like 18 pounds or something with the figure and it just looks like real cheap plastic i'm yeah. be honest it doesn't look high quality. it doesn't look like 18 pounds worth of product yeah and even that even <clears throat> that 23 pounds that is not 23 pounds worth. yeah but you said the toad one looked really good the toad one does look good i would like the toad one <laughs> i'm not paying i'm not paying any more money like yeah i i, I only paid three pounds for that for my actual own money though so right because you had a voucher 
I had a 20 pound voucher. So mm -hmm. if I didn't have a voucher, that wouldn't be there. I'm not <laughs> so I was not paying 23 quid. Um, I went into the shop the other day, actually, after we saw the film and I saw them all and I was like, I'm slightly tempted again. But I was like, do you know what? Wait till the movie dies down. All of those figures will be half price. There was yeah. loads, there was loads on the shelf. So I don't know how much they're gonna sell because I think they are overpriced. So but again, it all adds to the income. Of course. So, <clears throat> of course. That, that would have been made for next to nothing. So oh yeah, duh. Yeah, because they mass produce them. Yeah. Of course. Also, and also it's just plastic in a box. So yeah. But anyway, right. So, All right, so we got some, some we got some fun facts. So I thought it was pretty funny that the 1993 film was distributed by Buena Vista Pictures, which is House of Mouse at this point. Um, and the 2023 film is from Illumination, which is uh, the parent company of Illumination is NBC Universal, um, and Disney wanted to get deeper into this like digital animation trend that was happening in the early 2000s and they paid a measly 7.4 billion dollars to buy pixar uh back in 2006 and in january of 2007 is when illumination entertainment was born um and so i think that that i thought that was very interesting um that illumination kind of came out of the aftermath of disney buying pixar um so after the big failure of the 1993 film if you go back and listen to the episode from last week nintendo at the time was so secure with how well mario was doing that they did not care like they they would license mario to anyone who asked them for a license um, and so they had no creative input whatsoever for the 1993 film but because the 1993 film did so bad <laughs> it left a really poor taste in their mouth and so for the longest time they were like yeah we're not doing the movie rights again like we'll license out mario for games and merchandise and that kind of thing but we are not we're not giving out movie rights anymore but then um shigeru miyamoto who's one of the you know creators of the super, whole super mario world was working with Universal Parks on their Super Nintendo World, the parks that have, there's one in Tokyo, there's one in, uh, is it Orlando or LA? They're in the Universal Parks. Um, so working with Universal, that is how Nintendo and Illumination met. So in 2016, uh, Miyamoto and um, his name is uh, Chris Melandry, who's the founder of Illumination Entertainment, they met and they started talking. And because the process of building this Mario Park was going so well, uh, Miyamoto was kind of like, you know what? Maybe it's time to think about doing a movie again. And Melandry was like, yep, let me talk to you about doing a Mario movie. And let me tell you about you doing it with my animation studio. So they talked for a couple of years. And finally, in 2018, Nintendo announced this film, uh, very, very early versions of this film. So this has been in the works for quite some time. Um, so yeah, 2018 is when it became official. And I have a feeling that very soon we are going to start hearing about sequels. Um, and then the last fun fact I have about this film. So in the games, Mario and Luigi are voiced by the same character or the same actor, uh, Charles Martinet. 
And he does have an appearance in this film as Mario and Luigi's father. And I thought that was really cute. Uh, he also plays, if, you, if you've seen the film, there is one character that always does a little Mario, like one arm in the air, one leg up jump. Um, and he also voices that character who he literally looks like he walked right out of like <laughs> one of the Mario games. So yes, you if you listen carefully enough, you will hear original Mario in this film. I did not know that was his voice at all. Like, yeah. but it kind of disappoints me more thinking, why didn't he just voice Mario? <laughs> I mean, so they addressed that really early in the film, which I I I appreciate them just like putting it out there and getting it out of the way. So then it does not become an issue for the rest of the film. And the way they kind of go about that is Mario and Luigi have left their employer to start their own plumbing business and mm. they make a commercial. And in the commercial, they really, really, really play up their Italian Americanness. And they both put on these fake, heavy, thick, like Italian accents. And so after the commercial plays, the two brothers kind of look at each other and Mario is like, do you think the accents were too much? And it's kind of like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because it, it, it kind of was very toned down, mm-hmm. like their, their accents. Uh, yeah, that was the one thing. Yeah, that's probably my major criticism. Anyway, summary. So let's I'll talk about the summary. So summary from IMDb is pretty straightforward. The story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. So there's a lot more to it than that, though. However, <laughs> it, and you know what? It was like they got the plot from the 90s uh-huh. and remixed it, yep. very Force Awakens, and did it all over again. Just yes. animated. And um, a little bit better. Yeah, and a little bit better. Look, you know, yeah. I've, we both loved the 90s movie. Yeah. And I think we, we'll talk about our thoughts on the animated film, but having watched it uh well actually we'll, we'll, we'll summarize our thoughts now actually yeah. uh, good, good part to go um <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll i'll go and you go yeah yeah. Right? yeah okay um i watched it i went with my family saw it saw it on tuesday and uh, we, we all loved it we thought it was great and so taking my children especially my youngest who's nine to sit through a whole film she gets quite irritated after a while like to get her to be glued to the screen and not kind of start to wander around or tell me she's bored or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We got there in plenty of time at quite a few trailers, uh, I'd like to say. And when the, you'll be pleased to hear this, Jasmine, when the Spider-Verse trailer came on for the sequel, she was so excited, so excited. Good. And, so was and, I. <laughs> yeah. And she, she was just like, oh, I want to see it now. I want to see it now. I was like, yeah. and I was like it's June. You've got to wait till June, like, yeah. which isn't too far, but you know, yeah. uh, June. And uh, anyway, so she was like, okay, okay. Like, and, uh, anyway, she was loving that movie. Loved the whole movie of Super Mario Brothers. So did my oldest one, who's 13. She really enjoyed it. Uh, we, all of us walked out singing Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. <laughs> like, all for, like, all for, like, my wife loved it. I don't think she loved it as much as the three of us did, but yeah. We've been a lot more into Mario. As a yeah, family. I was going to say, but you guys play the game a lot together. Well, we have, do you know, pre Christmas, PlayStation only had no Nintendo in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, got been wanting to switch for years. Finally, got one for Christmas. We've been playing. I, I, I mean, I've completed the main or the bulk of Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, we've been playing Mario Kart, which actually we did play on on the Tuesday that we went and saw the film as well. Um, 
and um, we played it a bit yesterday too we've absolutely like been sort of really getting into the whole mario world and i think in some ways that was really cool to do that before we saw this film yes. um so to kind of get you in that kind of mindset yeah uh, so all of us as a family really loved it it's a really good family film and i think it plays well to adults and children so yes. um for me what i loved is how well they incorporated a storyline and it, you know there is a story uh in there as well as mixing so many nods and gaming references yes. and almost making the gaming world you know kind of part of their world like just the power-ups yes you know, either even when they made their own carts how they had three different things yes do, which is <laughs> literally what you do in mario yes. kart uh, there was so so much about the game world that was brought in and so many little nods and characters like Diddy Kong was in there and and it was uh, and, but when I did watch it, I'll be honest with you, I did think they literally have taken the 90s movie. Uh, they've got the same plot pretty much. Yes. Uh, it is so similar. Yes. Like, Very. Um I, I, I mean there's differences, don't get me wrong, like Cooper being obsessed with Princess Peach and wanting to marry her and all the rest of it, but you know, rather than before, he just wanted to, he wanted to invade, in the previous film, he wanted to invade Earth. Mm -hmm. But then right at the very end of this movie, when Cooper and all of them lot end up in, in Earth, on Earth, that literally happens in the previous film as well. Like, yes. They, they, <laughs> it's like they watched the last film yeah. and took the script and made some alterations to it. Yes, and then they just put more video game elements into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, And yeah. obviously this time around, they made it that Mario and the, and the princess, rather than Luigi and the princess. So. Yeah. Which which was suitable for that film, um, but yeah, I yeah anyway, I really enjoyed it. My whole family really enjoyed it. I think I think they played out really well. So yeah, it's it's good. What about yourself? I enjoyed it, and I, like so, I went right after work. It was like five thirty in the evening. I was literally the only person in the theater, um, but I there were so many moments where I laughed out loud. And like, normally I don't always laugh out loud. Like I'll, I'll think things are funny, but I don't always laugh out loud. But like, there were some laugh out loud moments in this film and it was just a good time. Like as soon as it started, it's just so bright and colorful and like all of the characters, the way that they're animated, they're so expressive. Um, and it was just like, it just sucked you into this world like right away. And I just really kind of lost track of time. Like I didn't feel the length of the film. I, I, I didn't get bored. Um, I wasn't looking at my watch like, oh, when is this over? I just I just enjoyed what they gave me, right? Like I took everything at face value. It was fun to see the Mario Karts. Like everything on the Rainbow Bridge was a lot of fun. Um, there was one sequence at the very beginning when Mario and Luigi are headed to their first job. And it's literally just like that platformer experience where the screen is constantly moving and Mario is jumping and hitting things and knocking things over and making a way for Luigi to follow behind. Like it very much feels like whoever, when they made this film, they really were cognizant of how much of the video game can we put into the film? Um, and just like every chance for like mood music, somebody is, playing music from the games like there's one point where someone is playing a saxophone but it is music from the dungeon in the game like or when they go underwater and then suddenly the music music changes to like when you're in the underwater scenes and super mario like the detailing that they put in here that is directly from the games 
was is is what the adults hooked onto i'm sure because that is definitely what i hooked onto like every time you heard the music i was just like i know that level oh my god i know that level i know that music like it was just it was so nostalgic to watch this film because it really did feel more like the video game than the first film oh 100% there's so many I think, like you say, for adults, there were so many like mm-hmm. nods to the games. Yeah. Where for my for my children, it, it played out like just a. I imagine just, kids would have really loved the Mario Kart sequence. Like that's what mm-hmm. I imagine a kid's favorite scene would have been in this film. Oh yeah, it was. I think they, they, I think they really loved the music as well. They, like my kids especially, they walked out like I say singing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the, the music that Peaches track. Like, <laughs> um, Leave it to Jack Black. Like, I didn't know Jack Black was in this until about two days before this film. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea. I knew Chris Pratt was in it because he was so heavily criticized for being Mario. Yeah. Um, but anyway, of the characters, we've got the main characters that were all from, you know, people, are, these these characters have been alive, are alive for over 40 plus years. They are, you know, almost as big as the Disney mm-hmm. characters now. Yeah, and the fact that Universal have even created um a theme park yeah theme parks you know and we've got we've got two now and i think a third on the way mm-hmm. um these are these are huge iconic characters that we're all aware of you know mario luigi the princess cooper obviously donkey kong i never really associate donkey kong and mario's being in the same world but me neither like, but i mean it's disney and we've got super we've got smash brothers so mm-hmm. they they kind of it's all they're all nintendo world characters yeah uh, and I think they did so well incorporating all of these different characters in a way that I, be honest, feels like natural. So, yeah. uh, and also we've got additional characters, and I don't know if in the games because I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable on Donkey Kong at all. But I don't know if they. I knew I know there is Diddy Kong in the games, but I don't know if he ever had his father in the games. I thought they did well in creating new characters like Donkey yeah. Kong's dad, if he is new, as far as I'm aware, he is. And also like Mario and Luigi's parents and their whole yeah. family and having and I quite liked those scenes as well with the um sort of the family meals and the things grandpa like trying that. to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh obviously there's a lot of characters in there, but any character for yourself that stands out as your favorite? Oh yeah, Toad. Oh, Toad was yeah. my favorite. I he was just like he was so cute and energetic and just like I have decided that I am going to do what I can to protect the princess and I'm not leaving you. So I'm not going to evacuate. Um, I just, I really enjoyed Toad. He was, he was a lot of fun. My, when we, when we left the cinema, I, I can't remember what my youngest daughter said, but I, I only remember what my oldest daughter said because it made me laugh. Her favorite character was the little blue star thing. That was oh my God. Of, the most depressing prisoner in, like, uh, in all of those cages. Uh, like, oh, the only way out is the sweet release of death. Yeah. <laughs> so funny that the character is voiced by the director's daughter. One of oh, the director's wow, okay. daughters. Yeah. I don't know if that character's from a game or not, but I don't either. But like, can you imagine? Talk about Debbie Downer. Like <sighs> when 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 Bowser was like, oh, we're gonna sacrifice the prisoners in your honor, and the flame is like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that that character was hilarious oh, like, yeah so um i think for me my favorite character was the princess so okay yeah i i like the fact that if you think about all of those games it's pretty much as 
very similar. I know there is a Princess Peach game on the DS where she's kind of saving, the, you know, she's on the adventure. Mm-hmm. But most of the most of those games, include you know, from from the very first Mario all the way to Mario Odyssey, the princess is getting captured and Mario right. has to save the day. What I liked about this one was that the princess didn't get captured. What well, she did at the very end, she did give herself up at the mm-hmm. very end. But most of this movie, but she was not a damsel in distress. No, no, she was not a damsel in distress. And I think Anya Anya played her her voice well. Yeah. But I love I love the fact that she's a little bit more action orientated. Yes. And and there's some and they and they didn't actually resolve. Um, like, they didn't resolve it, did they? Like they showed her origin. They sort of said uh, they just they hinted. Came through the pipe. They showed her came yeah. through the pipe as, a, pipe as a baby. But other yeah. than that, we don't know much about it. So like, there you go. If there's a sequel, any money, that's a, a something to find out. Oh, but I love yeah. the fact that she. I love the fact that we don't find out much about her origin, mm-hmm. um, and actually how how she kind of. I don't know. She's like an action girl in this. Yeah, film. she's a badass. So, like yeah. she's got the cool bike. She's got the moves. She knows how to fight. Like yeah. she know and she knows how to rally the troops. It seems like she's a pretty good leader. Like everybody yeah. in the Mushroom Kingdom seems to love and trust her judgment being mm. being the princess. So that was nice to see. Yeah, 100%. I think she was she was like my favorite character, not the damsel in distress, very oh, yeah. much the the leader, yeah. I would say. And just the uh, way that like her and Toad interacted like at the very end when he hands her the bouquet and he was like can't get married without a bouquet. And I was like, why are they being so casual? And then I was like, oh, they're plotting. Yeah. <laughs> they are plotting something. I I love the fact that she used the power-ups as well. Yes. And- I, I love the fact as well that they bring those power-ups in, I have to say. So. Oh, my God. Listen, the, at the very end, the whole end sequence where they're fighting in the streets of Brooklyn and, like, Mario and Luigi have the star, every single time I got that damn star in the games, I felt exactly like they felt in the film. Like, I felt like, I'm invincible. I am going to kill everything. <laughs> this is amazing. I love that star power-up. Uh, uh, yeah, the star, you know, I think um Sonic as well is something similar where it's all the various it's, mm-hmm. it's loads of stars, isn't it? But yeah, the star getting the star power up is always like brilliant. It's like oh, I'm, yeah. gonna ru- I'm just gonna just run gonna run like those. hell, yeah. yeah. So um anyway, the structure of this movie, I think we've kind of hinted at it a little bit or a lot as we've been chatting. So it's very simple premise. Yes, plumber plumbers in in, in Brooklyn, uh yeah, and again, similar to the 90s film, have very. another plot plumber rival they have another plumber yes. rival they're kind of not well whilst they don't say in the 90s film why they're not doing as well other than the fact that it's this other rival company mm-hmm. in this one they have a bit more origin around it that they're new to the game so they're yeah. new to the game and they spent all their money on their film their commercial mm-hmm. and, and they don't have a lot of money etc um so they you get some more context here, but they create a, a a bigger corporate rival who they're going up yep. against, and then they want to save the day. So they you know, go down and they end up getting basically trying to fix a pipe and end up getting sucked into Brooklyn. Yep. Sorry, into it's sorry into the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, Mario does. Luigi ends up yeah, in, in something the Darklands. Yeah, do you know what? I've never played Luigi's Mansion. Have you heard of Luigi's Mansion? Yes, I've never played so, it either. But it made me think, I wonder if that's what that is like. Yeah, I bet. Also, so, whenever I played the games, I always played as Luigi, even if I was playing by myself. Always. I was always Luigi. He he can do like um 
in one of the games he can kind of jump a lot higher. I don't remember. Um, I was playing uh, on the I was playing on my uh, Game Boy Advance the other day, <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, and on Mario Advance, uh, if you choose Luigi, he can jump a little bit higher, which I didn't know. That's cool. So, and it says each one of them has special abilities, and his one is that he can he's got more stars ne- next to jumping. Okay, so I okay. Thought, oh, I'll, gi- I'll give that a go, and he kind of does this sort of flutter as he jumps in the air so nice um but i thought it was good between the two mario and luigi that luigi kind of wasn't sidelined it felt like it was they had mario clearly had more screen time yeah but it but i did feel kind of nicely balanced between the two but yeah in terms of structure obviously they end up in this kind of fictional world Mm -hmm. and then they before that happens though Cooper's already decided that he's going to start conquering everywhere. And as the movie goes, it shows up that Cooper actually's main motivation is that he wants to marry the princess. Yeah. Why he couldn't have just gone about this some other way. Um, (laughs) Like rather than conquering everywhere. However, (laughs) that's that's what's happened. And Mario lands in the Mushroom Kingdom. Luigi's in some horrible pit, which is run by Cooper. Uh, Mario ends up teaming up with Princess Peach, getting trained so he can help save the day. And and it all kind of ends up in a battle at the end. And it goes over to Brooklyn and then back over to Earth again. And very, like I say, very similar. And however, Real that, similar. The, very di- the biggest difference with this is that when it ends, that Mario and Luigi are actually in the Mushroom Kingdom rather than uh, back on Earth. So Yeah, so like it's like they live there, but then they portal back to Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of kind of yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like yeah. so which I but it was a good little thing. So you you see them wake up and get their stuff together, like they their belts and stuff. Yep. And you think, oh, okay, they're just gonna walk out to their van, but they walk out yep. and they jump through the tunnel. So mm-hmm. but why not? Like I'll be honest with you, if I had a magic pill, I would rather live in the mushroom kingdom than here. Oh <laughs> yeah. If there was any way to live in the mushroom kingdom where they probably don't get taxed, <laughs> they probably don't get taxed and they can yeah. punch they can punch boxes where coins continuously come out. Of. Yes. I think I'd go live over there too. So yeah. heck yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah. Um and just I mean imagine like getting those power-ups where I can flick fire. I know. Stuff. Or yeah. Oh man, the fireball. That's always my favorite power up. Fireballs. Um, or the cat. So, like, <laughs> so um, anyway, have you got any thoughts on the, I guess, the writing, the structure, etc.? Um, I think it, the structure again, very similar to the '93 film, and I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, or if that just was the only way that they thought that they could bridge these two worlds. Um, so I thought it was super interesting that it really. Like if you if you pull apart the frill, it it really is a very similar film, like in the bones. Um, so it felt really familiar to watch this film. As far as the writing goes, I think it's done well. Like there is a really good balance of humor that is like all ages humor versus the humor that the parents in the audience or the adults in the audience are going to get, and maybe not the kids as much. Um, But I think that's a balance that animated films have to do regardless of what the film is, right? Like you, it's the same with Shrek and with Despicable Me and with Toy Story. Like 
there are definitely jokes in there that go way above the kids' heads, but that's because you still need to appeal to the parents that are bringing the kids to the film. Um, so that said, though, it doesn't feel like it feels like a family film. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like a kid's film. Uh, but at the same time, it does not feel like too advanced for kids to pick up on. So I thought that they, they walk that line pretty well between being able to appeal to kids, but also being entertaining for adults. Um, and I think the writing kind of goes along with that. Like we get the silly things like Jack Black singing his peaches song <laughs> like on the piano. Um, but like, it just, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. And like, because they were so meticulous about putting these video game elements into the film, that's what made it so fun for me. Like, like I said, I know a lot of kids probably really enjoyed the Mario Kart stuff because that's probably what kids play a lot more of. But for me, like seeing the boxes and watching them hit the box and then a mushroom pops out and then it's like, oh, it's a red one. I know what happens when you eat the red one. Oh, it's a blue one. Don't eat the blue one. I know what happens when you eat the blue one. Like it just, it, it just, I don't know. It just like made me feel like I was playing the games again. Like, so it was really fun to see that even though like it doesn't you know i know they worked really hard to like write those in to make sense but at that point when i'm looking at it on screen all i can think to myself is like oh my god this is like the biggest screen ever to play super mario world on like this mm-hmm. just so much fun and it just immediately takes me back to playing the game and enjoying myself playing the game so i i feel like i spent a lot of this film sitting in that uh theater just kind of smiling like it was just it was basically like a ninety-minute trip down memory lane. Oh yeah, I like obviously I, like you. I agree. This is really well. I I didn't. So I think I said this in the previous episode. We were a Sega household and then a mm-hmm. PlayStation household, and we've I've never had Nintendo in the house until literally four months ago. So I didn't grow up with the same i had a game boy sorry i had a game boy i had an original game boy and i had super mario land mm-hmm. and and i had uh, a game boy advance though i can't remember the games on it and i did on the original game boy i did have donkey kong uh mm-hmm. the, the yellow cartridge of donkey kong so i did have those though that, that was my nintendo i did have the handhold element but as console base it's not as much and i wasn't um i think my brother had uh the n64 and he played uh mario 64 which i saw but I, I, like I say, my connection to those film, uh, those games is not as strong as a lot of mm-hmm. others. So it's weird to me that and I d- didn't even do it deliberately that since Christmas till even like a few days ago, you know, Mario Odyssey and I've been playing Super Mario on the DS, the new Super Mario Brothers uh, game. And I kind of just, what all I've been doing in the last few months is playing Super Mario Brothers. So for me then to go into this movie, like I... I honestly put my hands up i did not plan any of this like when i got that switch and the ds and all the rest of it i was not thinking oh this movie's coming out i want to get myself in the right yeah headspace because you don't need to get yourself in the headspace but how cool it was to the last few months been playing like mario odyssey super mm-hmm. mario Bros. on ds and even like say the game boy the other day the advanced playing a little bit on the advanced and i actually did get that last week i got that before uh i saw the film and I tell you what, Facebook Marketplace. Like, <laughs> and, um, so I'm always trying to find the bargain. I don't want to pay any high prices. Uh, so to play all of that and then watch this movie and just so the lit. So I didn't know this without playing the game. 
with playing it was on the ds when mario is fighting donkey kong and he gets the blue mushroom straight away i was like ah i know that one that one shrinks him down like straight away so i was like that's a really cool thing yeah so when mario doesn't know that the blue one shrinks him down and i was like i know what the blue one does i was like here we go like here we go and uh (laughs) so i like i i was like when i saw all these little different power-ups it was cool to me that I've used them like yes. with Mario. Yes. So, like the banana but, peel, the banana peel on the track. Like, come on. I, I, come I love on. the fact they throw the banana peel back. Yes. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. Like nods. And, and that's the thing. Breaks. Like when we yeah. were watching the other film last week, that's that was my beef with it. Like, I wish that film had more video game elements in it. Yeah. And I think I got exactly what I wanted with this film. Like exactly what i wanted mm-hmm. i think that they did so well in putting it together and i think we sort of asked this question and stuff like would you cut anything no i wouldn't I think they did it well so. i think the only scene that i would probably cut out is the the scene with the dog yeah yeah the dog was a bit silly yeah i mean but they had to establish like that obviously they're terrible plumbers like well not they're good plumbers but like they're not great at running a business um, so I get why they put it in there, but that was the one scene where I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, actually, the dog thing was a bit, yeah, like, I don't think it needed to be anywhere as bad as it did. Right, so, right. Um, and it was it was kind of annoying for me. I actually liked the fact that they did a good job, and mm-hmm. then suddenly the dog shows up. And the moment the dog shows up, I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be, yeah, actually, I do agree. that It was kind of like real slapstick. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, it was the yeah. it, it felt out of place, which says a lot in a film about a video game. Like, yeah. but it, it did feel a bit out of place. So, the, but that's so, my only beef. Like, I like the uh, rest. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That was pretty good. But d- did you have any favorite scenes? Favorite scenes. Um, favorite, favorite moments, like rather than scene. I think. Honestly, so I would say two. When at the end, when Princess Peach takes the bouquet and shakes the flowers off, and she uses that frozen um, flower and and gets that power up, I loved that sequence. But I at the beginning of the film, when Bowser's like army is rocking up to the Penguin uh, Kingdom, and the way that those penguins are just like, nope, we're in formation. We got our own army. Like, we are not going to do whatever you tell us to do. And they just start throwing snowballs. And it's just like, that's your defense against Bowser. You're throwing snow. Like, it was, but they <laughs> oh, were like so hilarious. intense and they believed it so much. Like, it was just, it was so funny. And then, of course, they, they all like, wind up in the cages with the lava. <laughs> they're like, and that's just a taste of what we can Yeah, do. exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I love that whole whole thing where they're like, dun, 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 like yes. the music kicks yes. in. You see, it's all like they exactly. You you thought that they might actually put up like a fight, and no, not at all, not suddenly, at all. And suddenly it just like pulls back, and you just yes. see them throwing snowballs, and like Bowser's yeah. like, mm-hmm. and what and what like yes, yeah. and then he just fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. What uh, one and done? Uh, He's like, okay, on to the next one. Let's uh, grab all these guys and go. Uh, one of my favorite moments was the um, the actual trailer that they made for the Super Mario. Oh my god, yeah! And like <laughs> the how, commercial, yeah, the commercial was brilliant. I know I've never watched the animated shows from when I was younger, but like that that was cool. So like I know that was a big tie to that as well. So, but yeah, that no, was brilliant. 
I just yeah, I couldn't really fault this film. I think it had so many good nods along the way. Yeah, so, I I had low expectations going in, um, and that was just because people had like just been so negative about it before it ever even came out, and after it came out, I've I I started to hear people saying really really good things about it. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm going in here like we just rewatched the 1993 film. So like if I go in with that film on my mind, like I think I'll be fine. Um. Okay. So how would you rate this film? I I'm gonna go give it a four. Yeah, I wasn't sure where to go. Like I'm gonna give it a four too. Yeah. So. A four. Uh, I think that's fair. I think it was it was funny. It had the video game elements that were missing from the first one. But it also corrected a lot of the mistakes that the first one made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like a good uplifting story. Oh yeah, definitely. It was a it was a feel-good film. It's yeah. done well. So I enjoyed it. Um okay, so for next week, our episode, we're gonna have we're having a whole month of gaming. Uh we kind of felt like Mario versus Sonic is a good fit. So yeah. Nintendo versus week. Sega. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 is the movie we will be doing next week. Uh, You can follow us on social media. We are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Geeks Unleashed. And you get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Have a good journey. Good journey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.